Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is going to be Russian spies, saboteurs, murderers, and criminals inside our borders. Now, before I get into it, I have to tell you I had an experience last night. I got to see Scalar Wave. Now, let me explain what happened. Okay, so I was watching this program, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second. And from this program, I got the inspiration to do this particular program. So even though I was already in bed, I crawled out of bed, and I didn't finish it until about 12.30. So about 12.30, I went to my prayer closet, and about, I think it was 1.05 in the morning, now, I had finished uh, the worship, where I worship on my knees, and then I roll over and sit down, and I stretch my back. I mean, that, I'm just telling you what I have to do. I mean, it's one of the things happens when you get old, okay? And that's when I pray against the Molokan Ball worshipers. I, I do a lot of spiritual warfare, sing out the ministering, protecting guardian, and warrior angels. Well, in the middle of this, middle of this, I... I saw this bright flash. It was like through the windows, the, the shades were open in front of me or to the left side of me. And I was, you know, unconsciously paying attention, but not paying attention to it too much because of the storm and everything. But when it flashed real bright, I thought, okay, that's lightning. One elephant, two elephant, three elephant. I'm thinking, how far away is it? In other words, you, you count and then based upon how long it is from the, the bright of the flash, until the big boom arrives, you can tell how far away the storm is. Well, that's what I was doing. One elephant, two elephants. All of a sudden, it flashed again. But there was no sound. And then it flashed a third time, and I listened in very carefully, very closely. I could hear what sounded like someone tapping on the bottom of a pan. Um, and then... I didn't understand what's happening. I thought, what, what is this? Because it's not lightning. It was making, uh, oh, how to say it? it was about 100 feet above the house across the street. And it was almost like just a firecracker. It wasn't really a lightning flash. But there was, as I heard the third one, I listened carefully, and it was actually, it sounded more like a firecracker going off about 100 foot in the air. And it would it would crack and then thud, crack and then thud. And it sounded like someone just taking your finger and just tapping on the bottom of a pan. But then there was a fourth one, and the fourth one was loud, and it was a little closer to my house. It was like over the street, again, about 100, maybe 100 feet, 150 foot above the street level. And it was about two or three times brighter than the previous three white flashes, and this one was orange. I mean, uh, I like a bright orange, and I actually thought, oh, my goodness, uh, one of the houses across the street must have just had an explosion and burst into flame. So I got up, and I was looking out. Of course, sleet is coming down, and there's a big storm going on, but there was nothing. But with every one of those, I went back like in a mentally up, and I stood there for a long time listening to see if it was happened again. It only happened four times. Three white ones with the big orange one. Now, that's the way scalar wave works. I have talked about in other programs and shown you actual video footage of, you know, how they are up in an airplane and they can look down on a hurricane and they see the hurricane swirling and you see flashes in that hurricane. Well, I believe that those are scalar wave. Now, scalar wave, let me talk about it for just a second, then we'll get to our topic. Uh, 
Scalar wave can be, it's probably one of the most perfect weapons because perhaps it's this particular scalar wave that's hitting America right now that's causing this big cold storm, in my opinion, probably is located roughly 10 kilometers beneath Lake Geneva in Switzerland. And yet it's attacking us here. We, we don't even know. We can't even prove it. I mean, I thought, wow, I wonder if this is showing upon the weather radar. But at 100, uh, 150 feet above the earth, probably not. And it's just like a bright flash and then it's gone. It, again, I saw a flash and then a donk, a flash and a donk, flash and a donk, and then a big orange flash that was a boom and then another donk. And I, I think I've narrowed it down to the donk was actually hitting the strings on the piano that was about uh, 15 feet away from where I pray. <clears throat> so that's just a guess. But I can tell you this, it was not lightning, and that's what scalar wave can do. It can cause large portions of the atmosphere to become super hot, like hurricanes, tornadoes, or large portions of it become super cold. And then, of course, then you get all the storms and things like that. So that's my opinion. That's what I think happened. All right, now, so what happened last night? And I can tell you right up front, I'm just a pastor. <laughs> I just teach Bible prophecy. I do not have any kind of sources sending me inside information. Uh, I do not have any intelligence sources. I don't get any envelopes under the door. I don't get any special emails. This is just pastor with his Bible and with people that send me dreams and visions along with the Lord uh, showing me things. So I was watching this uh, program last night, and the inspiration for what I'm about to, to bring to you came from watching that program, which I'll explain in a moment. Now, our topic is Russian spies, saboteurs, murderers, and criminals, and I think I'm going to be able to bring you a strong case for why they are now, and have been, coming into America for the things that they're going to do. Now, first of all, Moloch and Ball worshippers. That's what's really going on here. Who are they? They are the 1% that own 99% of the wealth of the planet. They are the people that said to Benjamin Fulford, we have ruled this planet for thousands of years, and we will destroy it rather than give it up. They worship Lucifer by name. They worship him by doing human sacrifice, literally killing people. The more innocent, the more better, the more pain, the more suffering, the better, and they eat human flesh and drink human blood. Now, the normal person can't understand that and, of course, would have nothing to do with that, which is why they remain hidden. But Lucifer blesses them, and they do rule the world. Now, here's proof of what I'm talking about, and I have to do this because I have to show you that the Bible says this, and it's a little deep, but it's important you understand this. So Revelation 12.3, there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, I memorized the book of Revelation. Behold, a great red dragon. When you memorize it, the spirit of those words gets in you. And so you have a deeper understanding. Trust me, believe me. You have a deeper understanding having memorized the words rather than just study them, even going back to researching them in the Greek or the Hebrew. There appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon. This is talking about Lucifer. The great red dragon. Remember, he was the serpent. Okay, dragon, serpent, same thing. 
having seven heads and ten horns. And this has two meanings. Yes, it is the seven continents divided into ten global regions. But it's also talking about ten literal royal families that are alive on the earth today, most of which own rule and control over Europe. Okay. Now let's jump to Revelation 13.1. You see the same thing. I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, which is talking about world government. And this world government has seven heads, same thing, ten horns, meaning there are ten royal human flesh and blood families that have ruled the world. And probably, if the truth known, probably it goes all the way back to the, the, uh, the pharaohs. Matter of fact, the pharaohs, when they built those pyramids, if you look at all of the writing on the walls and the pyramids, and they put things in there, uh, even like wheat, okay, and they divide the wheat in the pyramid 3,000 years later, and they plant it, and it grows. They put things in there, and they had been told that they would come back to life. Now, we today, in our modern times, think, oh, they didn't come back to life. Well, what if we don't know everything? What if they really are coming back to life? What if the pharaohs are still alive today in some form? Now, I don't know. I can't prove that. I can't explain that. But it keeps coming to me. Now, let's go on to the next point. Now, let's go to Revelation thirteen seven. It says the same thing, seven heads, ten horns. So, the Moloch and Baal worshippers are flesh and blood people, mostly the, the ten ruling families that rule the European nations. This is what this is a good way to think about it. This is a drawing, and it has seven heads and ten horns. Those ten horns are the ten families that rule the world. Now let's go to Revelation seventeen twelve. This is going to make sense here in just a second. Matter of fact, <laughs> probably again your mouth is about to drop open again with what I'm about to bring you, and you're probably going to say, oh, "Is that serious?" Here we see again, ten horns, and the ten horns with thou sawest are ten kings. So it's ten ruling flesh and blood families, okay, which have received no kingdom as yet. Okay, they don't get a kingdom until the beast arrives. Now, they get a kingdom, but they get a kingdom with the beast, you see. So it's specifically, but receive power as kings one hour or one seven-year period with the beast. So when the beast or the Antichrist arises out of the the bottomless pit, right now he is falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit, but when he arises out of the bottomless pit to a mature body, he doesn't get born again as a child, to a mature body, then he gives these ten families their power. That's what it's saying. These have one mind and should give their power and strength unto the beast. That means all of the nuclear weapons, all of the military, all of the finances, everything. They lower all of the sovereign borders, all of the national borders, all disappear, and they all give it to this. These ten families give all of their power to the beast. That's what it's saying. Now, I would love to be able to cover all of this, but if I do this, then we won't get to go where we need to go in this broadcast. But there's a couple of things I need to show you. So Daniel 7, 7. After this, I saw in the night visions. He saw a fourth beast. That's the world government. Dreadful and terrible, strong and exceeding, had great iron teeth. Iron teeth means the Roman Empire. So we're talking about Europe again. It devoured breaking pieces of tampered residue with the feet of it, and is diverse from all the beasts that were before it and had ten horns. Here it is, the ten families again. I considered the ten families, 
And there came up among them another one that overcame three. So that's how you'll be able to spot the beast early. When you see an eleventh come up, that overcomes three of these families. You'll be able to spot him like that. Now let's jump down. This is talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb, verse 9. I beheld till the thrones, in other words, those ten families, are cast down. That happens on the Feast of Trumpets. When Jesus returns, he uses the morning star and destroys them. They're cast down in the ancient days. That's the Father. Did set whose garment was white as snow and his hair was feet, and his head was white as pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, his wheels of burning fire. That's the Father. A fiery stream issued, came forth before him, thousand, thousand ministered unto him, ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, means that the Feast of Trumpets has now taken place. And the, and, uh, the books are open. The books is not the Feast of Trumpets. The books is atonement. That's, I saw the dead, small and great. The dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. So this is atonement. So this is a picture of atonement. Now, let's back up, because now it starts talking about at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I beheld because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, and I beheld even till the beast was slain. That happens at the Feast of Trumpets. The beast is slain, and his body, notice it didn't say soul. It said his body is destroyed and given the burning flame. But his soul is cast into the lake of mercy, fire, and brimstone. He, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer joins them. And they do not get soul death. They are tossed there and they are tormented day and night forever and ever and ever. Now, I'm, I'm making a very important point here. So when they sacrifice humans, when these ten families, most of them are royalty. We're talking about, you know, like Norway and Denmark and Sweden. Now, I can't prove it. Okay, I know I can't prove it. But by here, I believe it to be true. So if, if it's not exactly these, it's a, it's a symbolism, okay? So I can't say these families, those nations I just mentioned, are in fact part of it. I do not know that. So when they sacrifice humans, what happens is, and this is a whole other program here to explain how this all happens, but it opens a door Demons or dragons come in from other dimensions, and here it is, here it is. They trade sacrifice and pain for knowledge and technology, as in the Tower of Babel. Remember, well, here, I think we got it in. Remember, Satan offered Eve, he says, a tree to be desired to make one wise. So what drew Eve to eat of the fruit was not because it was pretty. It was because it was supposed to give her wisdom, because that's what... Humans want, we want the wisdom. If you go to the Tower of Babel, it said that they were going to make a tower to reach unto heaven. Now, that's not trying to make a skyscraper. They were trying to make a big, giant crystal to open a door into another dimension so that the demons would come into them. And that's why God had to confound the nations or confound the languages, because the Bible says if they don't, then nothing would be impossible to them. In other words, the demons then could bring all of the high technology to the humans that they wanted. The humans wanted it. The demons want to bring the technology. Now, technology, knowledge, technology, knowledge, that's important. Let's talk about that for a second. I believe, can't prove, but I believe by the Spirit in here. But remember, uh, the Holy Spirit's lead to lead us into all truth. I believe they have time machines. That's a whole other program to explain why I believe that. Matter of fact, I've made a program on that. Go search time machines on, on the YouTube. You'll see it. I believe they have time machines, which means that they can not only travel through time, 
but also they can see things in the future. They know what is coming. They are not fooled. They know what is coming. And they also have scalar wave, which I talked about. They also have cloning machines. That means that they can take one cell, not two, one cell, and in two or three months through accelerated growth, they can grow a human body. Again, that's a, I've, I've made a program on that, so I'll skip on without trying to explain all of it today, or I won't get where I want to go. One cell can grow to a mature, not a baby, a mature human body in two to three months. And they can transfer the consciousness or the spirit into that body from the other body. <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds far-fetched. Trust me, we're going someplace with this. Hang on. Russian spies, saboteurs, murderers, and criminals. As I said earlier, I'm just a pastor, just teach Bible prophecy. I don't have any inside sources. Here's where I got the inspiration to do this. So I'm watching this program last night, and here it is. I looked it up on Internet Movie Database. It's a call to spy, and it's talking about how the Brits, back in World War II, decided that they needed to recruit a bunch of women to become spies, to send them into France, to stir up saboteurs, to stir up resistance in France, to resist the German occupation. As I'm seeing this, it keeps banging on my heart. I'm not going to say God spoke to me. I mean, to me, I think that that's something very reverent. So when I say God spoke to me, believe me, God spoke to me. But I'm going to say it kept staying on my heart. This is what's happening in America right now. So I try to keep watching. I can only watch about 30 minutes of the movie. I had to scratch my wife to, to go to sleep. You know how that is, okay? And um, so finally I had to get up. I had to come in here and, and make this program what he laid in my heart. What's happening? I think that the same thing is happening in America today. Today, Russia and other countries, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries, which probably is Venezuela, are sending spies into America now. Now, that's the point. If you can get that, then you got the point of where I'm going here. Let, let's go on, though. I think, can't prove, I can't prove it, but by the Spirit, I, I think as I go through this, it'll witness right here. It, 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 you, you'll, you'll get it. It'll, it'll, it'll witness right here. You'll know that this is the truth. I think that these 10 royal families that worship Molonk and Ball have a time machine. They know about the internal revolution that Dimitri Dudeman spoke of. They know that the SWIFT system, which is their financial system, is about to be replaced. They know that there's about to be massive arrests. And they are preparing. Please hear this. They are preparing. They are preparing their army which is going to be illegal aliens, criminals, okay? That's what they do. They're bringing their army into America. Some of the people start fighting against the government. Now, you remember this. I just talked about this a couple of days ago. Former intelligence officer says Russian military bases exist, now exist, in Venezuela. Then if you look at what Dimitri was told, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Here it is, here it is. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. Means, when the tanks roll into Washington, D.C., when the bad guys are kicked out and the good guys come in, it's not, oh, happy days. 
Instead, these Moloch and Baal worshippers that have owned and controlled the planet for thousands of years have openly said, we'll destroy it before we give it up. That's exactly what they start doing. So they have already brought an army of people in to cause problems. They know. They know. They're not fools. They have a time machine. They know this is coming. Now, how do I know this? I don't know because of any inside sources. I'm just a pastor. But as I watched this movie, it just kept on my heart, on my heart, on my heart to come in and, and to tell you this. Of course, I was wrestling with the fact, but I can't prove this. I don't know this to be a fact. And I like to try to know that I'm bringing you truth. So I can tell you right now, I do not know this to be a fact. But Dale Carnegie said, if there is any one secret to success, it lies in the ability to get to the other person's point of view and to see things from that person's point of view. So, for just a moment, let's do that. For just a moment, let's look at this from the Moloch and Ball worshippers' control position. They want to control the world. They want to put their man, the Antichrist, the beast, on the, the throne of God, the Ark of the Covenant. And they know that the big problem in doing that is America. So they got to take down America to get their man on the throne. They know that. They understand that. So understand that their objective is to take down America. So if I were in their position, and I'm going to ask you today, put yourself in the position of Putin. Oh, Putin's no more in charge than JB, okay? You understand that. It's the Moloch and Ball worshippers above. They are puppets, and they jump when the Moloch and Ball worshippers pull the strings. The Moloch and Ball worshippers are the people that own the world, okay? So if I were Putin, or if I were the Moloch and Ball worshippers trying to bring down America, what would I do? And I'm going to ask you to do the same thing as we go through this. Now, on this one, you got to think, okay? Don't just listen. Think. I think I would bring in spies from Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and Venezuela. Right now, I just heard on Fox News, they said only about 5% of the people coming across the border are from Mexico or from Central America. They're coming in from 90 other countries. Basically, the whole world is sending all of their criminals into America. Now, if it were me, if I was trying to take down America to put my man on the throne, what would I do? I want you to ask that same question. What would you do? I would bring them in. I would give them cell phones. I would also start training them to be spies, saboteurs, criminals, and murderers at my disposal. When the time comes, I would arm them. I would not just give them rifles and pistols, but also explosives, radios, secret advanced weapons as needed. I would send these spies to find Americans to also join in the cause. Because there's a lot of Americans that are really communists. There's a lot of Americans that really want to see America destroyed. People that were born and raised here want to see America destroyed. Yeah, well, they won't like what happens when it is destroyed. Let's go on. I would tell them, if you'll help us, you'll get promoted very quickly when we take over America. Since I have unlimited funds, I would pay them well and pay them to recruit others. Then when the internal revolution kicks in, my guy, out of control, I would open and, and I would put my, my prepositioned war equipment and I would call my prepositioned spies and saboteurs, criminals and murderers 
all to go to work destroying America. I would have them blow up things. I would have them blow up things like refineries, like we've seen happen in the last year or two. Dams. Now, we haven't seen this yet. Dam, I mean, like, for example, out of the Hoover Dam, the Grand Coulee Dam, and all those. You blow up one of those things, and you've cut off electricity for like a third of America. I would have them blow up fertilizer plants, like just happened here a couple of days ago. Food processing plants. Remember that just happened here, what, about a year ago? Now, as further confirmation, because you may be saying, yeah, but, you know, you're just guessing. Yes, I am. I'm guessing. But I've got a prophecy from Dana Coverstone that sort of is confirming exactly what I'm saying. June 22, 2020, it's called Wolves in the Church. In the dream, I saw hundreds and thousands of wolves. Who are the wolves? Well, the wolves are the Russian spies, the saboteurs, the criminals, the murderers that have been coming over our border, perhaps for years, not just in the last year, but perhaps years. Wolves in a field valley, they were all dark, gray, menacing wolves, but all sleeping. In other words, these people have been coming across our border in America for, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years, but they've just been sleeping. They haven't been called. Their cell phone hadn't rung, and the devil hasn't called them up to go into work yet. They've, they're just allowed to live here, but they're sleepers. They are a sleeping agent, and upon the right call and upon the right threat, they will go to destroy him. They were nuzzling each other, just laying around with no movement at all. Does that make sense? Suddenly, a very dark figure, that would be Lucifer, began running into the middle of all these wolves with a whip and began to whip all the wolves. The wolves began to wake up. In other words, all of these people that hate America, or some of them maybe don't even hate America, but that they're nevertheless, they're required to do this. That's the deal. We'll take you into America, but when the time comes, when your cell phone rings, you have to go to work. They were shrieking and making horrible sounds as they were waking up due to being hurt. They're forced to do it. The person kept whipping them and stirring them up into a frenzy. He was not beating them on purpose. He was instilling fear in them. He was trying to stir them up. He kept whipping every single wolf in the area. He showed respect to them. They showed some fear of him. He was their master and kept whipping these wolves. Could it be that all of these illegal aliens, and some of them are not illegal aliens, but nevertheless, Lucifer is going to start whipping them? to get them to go out and to destroy this nation. Some of the people start fighting against the government. The wolves finally cowered down. He stopped and pointed his finger, turned in a circle and said, go to the cities. What's happening? This is a time probably in the near future when the bad guys have been kicked out. Some of the people start fighting against the government. The, the bad guys within the nation that don't like the bad guys being kicked up then says, will destroy it. Just like they said to Benjamin Fulford, we rule this planet for thousands of years and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. This is the destruction. Go to the cities. Those wolves took off in every direction, howling and howling and howling at the top of their lungs. The dark figure was sending the wolves to the cities after being whipped and beaten. The scene changed. I was standing in front of hundreds of TV sets or computer screens. I saw men and women of God who were pastors, Blacks, whites, Asians, Indians, all around the world. I saw myself, and we were all preaching the gospel and sweating with fervency and impact of our preaching. We were teaching biblical principles and dealing with major issues in culture. We were calling people to righteousness and holiness, 
telling them to give up ungodly things that were part of their lives. I saw people in chairs in the back of the church looking at their watches and yawning. Some had their heads on the back of the chairs and pews asleep, the tears. Others were just uncomfortable. They didn't want to be there. Some people were walking out. I saw a handful, a core group of people at the front of every church, emphatically listening and supporting their pastors and supporting the doctrine. And the teachers and the ideas were coming from these men and women of God. The people at the front were kneeling in prayer. They knew some people were not paying attention, were praying for those in the chairs behind them. But there was a gap between those really listening and paying attention and those who were not. Suddenly, the howling of the wolves was heard outside. Now, this is about to say that the wolves are going to come into the church and to destroy the church. Remember, judgment begins at the house of God. That's what it's talking about. Suddenly, the howling of wolves are heard outside. Here it's scratching at the doors. They were trying to get in. The people up front began to pray against the enemy intensively and aggressively against the spirit that was at the door. Suddenly, the wolves begin to come in. I mean, they begin to walk around and sniff the people at the back who were not listening. They didn't even realize that the wolves were there. As the wolves began to sit on the pews beside the sleepy people not listening, even by those who did not really understand, there was no fear. Those are no worry, no concern. Why? Because the people at the back of the church are really part of the wolves. They're the terrors just sitting in the church. Sin cannot be a part of your lives. The louder and more intensively I preached and dealt with issues of sin, the more the wolves sit, uh, were sitting into our church and began to stir. The people who were not listening began saying, shut up. Stop saying that. I don't want to hear that. They were aggressively saying, stop saying those things. I kept preaching and preaching, and the wolves were wrestling and nudging the people and getting them up and worked up, and they stirred up the people, and the wolves started coming after me. If you're listening to this broadcast, that finger's pointing at you. If you can make it this far to this broadcast, you're a part of the problem. They're going to come after you, my brother and sister. we got to be ready. And I'm not talking about just guns and groceries and bullets and stuff like that. Because weapons of warfare are not carnal. They're not flesh. They're mighty through God. They're pulling down strongholds, loosening the angels to do warfare. means our real strength is on our knees, worshiping God. Yes, there's some preparations in the physical. Matter of fact, the Lord told Leslie, tell people that they should prepare as much as they can prepare, but no one can prepare for every eventuality. Let's go on. On the screens, I saw wolves coming up near the pastors and preachers and other men and women of God who were trying to say, do not do this. Stop doing this. And this is the way you know Jesus said to go. The very way, the way is narrow and the gate is very small to get in. We were preaching that kind of message. We were preaching those wolves. They started nipping at my leg and they bit others. I saw on the screen, they started growling and getting in our face. They kept biting and biting. Who do you think that is? Well, some of them are people in the church. Some are people in the world. But a lot of them are coming across our border right now. They kept biting and biting. They kept attacking us. The louder we got, the louder the wolves got. The people at the altar were praying for safety and protection. The wolves were stirring up the people who were not listening and getting them to attack the preachers that were trying to preach the message that God gave. The intensity of the moment was profound. Now, what's it saying? 
it's saying that there is a spiritual battle that soon is to, to move from just spiritual into the physical. And that's why, my brothers and sisters, you got to prepare. Which, by the way, I think that's why you got to get my books. That way you're going to be able to give an answer. You, you've got to put down roots now. Yes, I understand roots into Jesus. Totally agree. But also roots into Bible prophecy so that you can be there to give an answer. So you can explain what in the world is going on. As I were preaching and trying to kick off a wolf here and there, people were getting up, leaving and slamming the doors, making big scenes, saying, we're not coming back. You won't shut up. So we're done hearing this garbage. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And they left. Suddenly the scene changed. I saw courtrooms and judges with gavels pounding the bench. I saw pastors in chains. I was shackled myself. I saw people in the jury seats and the witness stand, and they were crying, and the judges were saying, you can no longer preach this message. You can no longer declare this type of lifestyle is sin. You cannot say anything bad about this kind of lifestyle. You cannot say anything bad about this situation. You cannot address these things from the pulpit ever again. You cannot say this. You cannot say that. You cannot say, for example, Jesus is the only way. You cannot say abortion is a sin. You cannot deal with alternative lifestyles. You call them awful, terrible sins. You cannot say these things and violate Scripture. You cannot say they violate Scripture. You can no longer preach from Scripture. Most of us pastors were saying, sorry, <laughs> we cannot do that. We cannot do that. The gavel came down in anger. The judges were mad. What do you think that is for a prophecy student? It's not just pastors. It's not just talking about people who have a pulpit. If you're watching this right now, this is your pulpit. If you're watching this right now, you are, listen to me, you are a watchman. You are called to give an answer about the last days. This, talking about you, you're included. Put your name on the list. You've got to hear your heart right. You've got to get your heart ready. You've got to get yourself informed to be able to give an answer, okay? This is coming. I saw churches surrounded by mobs of people yelling, shut it down, burn it down. I saw people so hateful towards the church. I saw people harassing believers who were going into the church services, people with hateful attitudes waiting outside, churches to harass the people coming in and going into the church. But the thing that stood out the most were people who had been sitting in church pews all of their lives, asleep, not listening. They became the biggest persecutors of the church. The biggest persecution will come from terrors. I remember when Prophecy Club first started, I was sitting in the office in Topeka of the first radio station we got on back in 1993. And the guy that got me to, to come on there to do Prophecy Club and start Prophecy Club, he says, you realize your biggest complainers, your biggest problem, your biggest people that will attack you are not going to be Christians. Uh, excuse me, is, is not going to be the world. It'll be Christians. And you know, over these 28 years of being in the ministry, guess what? The world has nothing to do with this. I never get any complaints from the world. All of my attacks come from terrors. People that sit in the pews, look like, church, uh, look like Christians, look like church members, but they're really not. They're really tares. They look like the wheat, but they're not really the wheat. They're really the tares. They were raised in church all of their lives, but they walk away. 
because they do not like the preaching of the true word of God. The preaching which says, which by the way, is the reason I get so many emails saying, do you know of a church in such and such town? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. All of the churches I know are all compromised. They're, they're teaching out of not the King James Version Bible. They are telling people they're going to go into pre-trib rapture and everything that God is love. And they're not, they're not preparing the people for this. The preaching which says this is sin, sin is wrong. You cannot walk in this still and still be a believer. It was the sons and daughters and grandchildren of Christians. They had been raised in church all of their lives, but became persecutors saying, we've had it. There is nothing in this for me. The gospel has no power. It has no authority. It says I can have this. It says I cannot have this. I cannot do that. I cannot go where I want. I cannot be who I want to be. I cannot do what I want to do. In other words, there's just too many cannots. I, just, I can't be a Christian. I want to live a different life. Those were the people who were screaming and throwing rocks. They had baseball bats and guns in their hands. They were throwing threats at those of us who were coming out of the church. The anger was led once again by those who had fallen away. Those were the people who were pushing back against everything that had been taught. Those that had gone away to college and become very liberal. All they think, all they do is the same. Those who have given in to some of the ideas of the protest movements that we see today. The ideologies that say that one race is better than others. The pastors who were preaching were of every race and color. I saw black, white, Native American, Indian, African, Russian, and Chinese. I saw people who were preaching the gospel. The biggest persecution came from those who walked away from the church. I saw pulpits being chopped up, axes. I saw the big old wooden pulpits being chopped to pieces, chopped to pieces. I saw plexiglass pulpits being hammered to pieces. I saw Christians in chains. I saw them being publicly ridiculed and publicly assaulted because their ideas were old-fashioned and needed to go. Okay. So what's the point here? I think that we're probably looking at tanks rolling into Washington, D.C. very soon. I don't have a date. I do know that there's one guy out there that said, but in my opinion, it's low credibility. So if you know who I'm talking about by not mentioning his name, then I, I think it's low credibility. But he said the God told him that within 30 days, DJT is going to be back in office. Well, frankly, I hope he's right. But we do know that there is an internal revolution coming. We've known that since 19, or I've known that since 1987, when I first heard of him, Dimitri Dudeman. Been preaching that for a long time now. So the internal revolution, the good guys kicking out the bad guys, is coming. And it's not going to be happy days. Yes, I think there will be some happy days to a certain degree, but it's not going to be all happy days. There's going to be some of the people start fighting against the government. Some of the Russians, spies, the saboteurs, people who want to destroy this nation will rise up. So we... We have to be ready. How do we get ready? I would say the first thing is spiritually. I think you should really go to prophecyclub.com, get that five-book order where you get uh, 100 books, excuse me, 80 books, 80 books for $100. <laughs> That's a great deal. It gives you lots of books to give away. Get yourself informed and, and put something into your hands to give to someone else when you start talking to them. I also think that 
you need to think about getting like a Berkey water filter. Think about those kind of preparations. If you need gold and silver, we're going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. If you need uh, an EMP device for your home or your car, we'll send you to empshield.com. Promo code there is prophecy. But, you know, this is not trying to live a long time. That's, that's, I think that's the wrong attitude. Yeah, I want to live as long as I can, but that's not my first call, nor yours. I think our attitude be, should be, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. I think if we concentrate on winning souls, building the kingdom of God, then it doesn't really matter what happens to us. God's going to take care of us. Like he says in, I think it's Deuteronomy 32, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal, and neither can any deliver out of my hand. If you've not accepted Christ, you better get after it. Time's running out. 40 bucks, $800 value for $100. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is a deep dive into Bible prophecy. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you never want to take the mark of the beast. God's Warnings to America's 101 Modern Prophecies, everything from Dimitri Dudeman to rest of the most popular, the most credible prophets out there. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel is the book that you read to understand as a tribulation saint what you need to know. And then how pre-trib one, you'll settle your question about the rapture. Now, you can get all five of these in a giant package. We offer them in shrink wrap sets, shrink wrap sets of 10 for the Understand Bible Prophecy. Miss the Mark is in shrink wrap sets of 10. God's Warning is shrink wrap sets of 10. Daniel is five. How Pre-Trib 1 is five. So it's a total of 40 books valued at $800, all for a gift of just $100 at prophecyclub.com. Berkey Water Filters have arrived. You see, most companies these days are out of Berkey water filters, but we just got a new shipment. Berkey water filters at prophecyclub.com. The Watchman Package. Get two two-foot by three-foot color updated charts, my handwritten book of the Book of Revelation, five DVDs where I taught the school of the Watchman, and five secret door books to understand Bible prophecy valued at $355, all for a gift of just $200 at prophecyclub.com. So, Leslie Johnson, I'm a prophecy student. Why should I come to your Train the Prophets? The reason you want to come to Train the Prophets is because you want to do more work for God. You want to be trained and equipped. And this is a safe place to come. You'll be able to prophesy more accurately. You'll know how to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. But you're going to also know how to hear the voice of the Lord and be more accurate and understand He is speaking. That's why you want to come to Train the Prophets. Go to traintheprophets.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your prophecy club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but... HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. 
receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at heavensharvest.com. Promo code STAN. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.